It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quentin time on your Friday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. It's time for your Top 5 at 5. Tucker Harlan, hit it. Thank you, Russell. At number one, number five, Tennessee continues SEC play with a trip to Athens against Georgia tomorrow in Stegman Coliseum. Tip-off is at noon, and the game airs on ESPN2. Kevin Fitzgerald, VFL Dane Bradshaw will be on the call. Vols are a seven-point favorite, according to DraftKings. Mike Griffith predicting a 15-point hmm. Tennessee route tomorrow at the Steg. I want blood! I want blood. Tennessee posted a 75-68 road win in their last trip to Athens. That snapped a six-game skid there that went from 2012 to 2020. He's sandbagging. That was my big takeaway there. I'm not I am not chiseling this one in stone in the win column by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think it is a game Tennessee should win. It's a game Tennessee desperately needs to win. And you shouldn't lose. You don't want to go 0-2 with two hard games, right. home games coming up next week. At number two, Alabama has found its next head football coach. Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer has been named the Crimson Tide's new head man. DeBoer is 104-12 in his time as a college head coach. Most recently led the Washington Huskies to a national championship appearance. We shall see. Three-time NAIA Coach of the Year at Sioux Falls. Yep. Three championships, one lost championship. Yeah, he's pretty – I mean, his record's great, no doubt. He is a two-time Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Coached in the league twice, one Coach of the Year both times. Hmm. This year he has won the AP Coach of the Year Award, the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award, the Home Depot Coach of the Year Award, the Sporting News Coach of the Year Award, and the Walter Camp Coach of the Year Award. Bully for him. Caduce. At number three, 24 hours after Bill Belichick stepped down, the New England Patriots made a decision on their next head coach. Former Patriots linebacker and VFL Gerard Mayo is the new head coach in Foxborough. Mayo played at Tennessee from 2004 to 2007 and was drafted by the Patriots the following season. He has been the inside linebackers coach for the Patriots over the last five seasons. And at age 37, he becomes the youngest head coach in the National Football League. Congratulations to Gerard Mayo and congratulations to us with a new sports radio narrative that will last for the next quarter century at least. Hey, Rush, you think? That Gerard Mayo ever have any interest to come back to Coach Balls? I don't know. Random talk radio caller. I don't know. Not a Pats fan, but I uh how can you not root for Gerard Mayo? Gotta put in the time. Yeah. Just gotta hope he gets the right pieces there on that roster and he can really get it going. Yeah, no doubt. At number four, speaking of the NFL, the NFL wildcard round will take place this weekend. Uh kicking us off the Browns and the Texans uh on NBC at 4.30 tomorrow, and then the Dolphins playing the Chiefs in what will be a below-freezing game in Arrowhead Stadium. 
at eight o'clock. A below a freezing game. Yeah, it'll be below freezing. Only by about thirty-one degrees. Yeah, <laughs> with wind no, no, sixty degrees. Really, yeah, with wind chill. Yeah, neg- it says negative two. Okay. On most forecasts, but wind chill will bring that much further down. Uh, I feel like you're downplaying the. I mean, exposed bare skin can have frostbite in five minutes. It's oh, that yes. kind of weather. Well, at least they're not playing. I mean, the one it's downright balmy tomorrow as it compared to Sunday. A high of seven tomorrow in Kansas City. The high Sunday is zero. <laughs> that is the warmest part of the day. Hmm. It'll be zero. And is that the game that's on Peacock only? Yes. Uh, is that the night game tomorrow? Uh-huh. Why would you play it? That's just so stupid. I'll be bellied up at the old sports bar on the Mardi Gras at that point, boys. Hopefully they got Peacock. The Mardi Gras? It's the name of my ship. His ship is coming. When do you leave? Tomorrow morning. You're aware he's going on his honeymoon tomorrow. Yeah, I'm aware oh. of that. You don't seem like it. I was just asking. I just didn't think. We fly out tomorrow. We'll be on the boat. Oh. The boat by 1 o'clock. I didn't realize you were flying. <laughs> I thought you were driving down there. A lot I thought you were did. going on the boat the whole time. <laughs> no. I thought the cruise ship just cru- dock over there next to Calhoun. I know a lot of people that will drive because it saves you, it saves money. And they'll just drive down, where is it, Fort Lauderdale or wherever? Fort Canaveral, he's yeah, on Orlando. Drive, he's on the drive now, Bear. The man doesn't have to drive that around. That was the like first ship that came in. Some poverty person. He's uh, flying the fan run private jet. He might down be to scared Miami. to death. I mean,. Uh, doors have been popping off planes left and right. Yeah, that was Alaskan. Eh, it was the 737s. You aren't flying on a 737, are you? I don't think so. Don't All right, worry so about Chiefs it. tomorrow, four-point favorite, and the Browns-Texans, the other one? Yep, that's the other one. That's the one that will be on TV. Good old-fashioned TV. Yeah. Not, not, this not a streaming service. Peacock. No. I've got Peacock. Big Peacock guy over here. Because we old dudes and we still have Comcast. My grandmother used to have like peacock feathers and a vase in the room yeah. that I would sleep in. My grandmother had that too. <laughs> it's kind of spooky. I always thought weird. Hers were all dyed royal blue. You've been around a, a real room. room. They aren't pleasant. And my other grandma, I think she had the peacock feathers too, but she had a uh, di- like a. A living room, like a you know fancy living room, yes. that, that you couldn't go in. It was yeah. always closed. That's up. where my like, grandmother nobody, had hers. Nobody went in there. They were all died. The all carp- this nice stuff in there. Like looking back on it, it's so strange. I can't imagine having like the main room of my house that nobody ever went in. Well, yeah, but I'm sure she went in there when you weren't around. She went I, in I don't there know. Breaking that, I don't stuff. know that she did. Because they had the den with the where the seats and everything. Yeah, and you'd just go sit in there. I think that's where she hung out. Where the TV was and everything like that. Nobody ever went in the living room. Ever. Same. We weren't even allowed to use our front door. Really? (laughs) Oh, that you don't own the front door. No. Both grandparents' house, neither we went front door. How do you guys deal with with people that want you to take your shoes off the front door? I mean if they ask me, I'm gonna do it, uh, but I haven't had that problem lately. I usually take my shoes off as soon as I get home. That's different. That's your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's different when you're at somebody else's house. I don't like walking around in socks. My my grand my mother's parents would they Somerville, South Carolina, you didn't lock the door. Mm. Like you, you just got there and you just went in the back door. It's always open. 
can imagine that. I get so mad when I find the front doors unlocked because like my family just won't lock the door. They're just hoping for a blind burglar, I suppose. But <laughs> I, every day I come home, lock the doors. Anyway. And finally, at number five, the Buffalo Bills are asking anyone age 18 or over or under 18 with proper working papers interested in shoveling snow inside the stadium to come to Highmark Stadium starting at 10 p.m. tomorrow night and be part of the team to get the venue ready for the hometown be a cool thing to do. Bills wildcard playoff For game. about five minutes. They are paying $20 an hour, and complimentary food and breaks will be provided throughout the shifts in a comfortable so, warm area. So where, where are you, what are you doing with it? Are you putting it in trash cans? Like, How are you getting rid of the snow? I think they. Uh, I've actually watched a video how they do it. I think they go, if I remember right, like they it goes down, and then they like move it on to like those gator. Yeah. They load up those gator carts and take it outside the stadium. So There's it's one dump. o'clock kick in Buffalo. Are they shoveling in the morning and then? Oh, through the night, starting at 10 p.m. on Saturday night. Is it? But is it snowing during? the day sunday does it snow during the game it's not going to stop snowing up there i think what i saw for like but that's why like, they need people to be there and do it there's wow. a lake effect blizzard some kind <laughs> of like, disaster written all over it <laughs> yeah i mean they're saying you cannot try you can't go outside in it you'll get basically wander up but it sounds like me like, those deals where you like wander off <laughs> and die I like believe the weather comport- app said travel will be impossible. Impossible, right. Yeah. yeah. Not hard or difficult, but well, I mean, yeah. it's impossible. downright balmy compared to Kansas City or the high of 28 degrees, but just lots of snow. I don't know. I've just I've got some friends that uh, Bob and Trish, one went to Webb, one went to Catholic, grew up with them. And they Shout live out in, Bob and Trish. They, they're great people. Uh, but they live up there, and they'll send me pictures like every winter. And they're like smiling, and they've got like their back door. They've opened their back door. Bob and Trish are smiling. Yeah. What are they it, so happy about? They're just—it's kind of—it's naturally funny. happy people. Bob and Trish. It sounds like a happy couple. You know what, Russ? I'm trying to tell a, a damn Buffalo oh, weather-specific story. Fascinating. And you got to be a clown all the time with your jokes. What do Bob and Trish do? Uh, Bob, Bob, Bob makes Bob's a lot an of engineer. Money. No. Mm. Trish is a homemaker. No, I, hey I Trish, I'm coming know. home. Can you fix me a stiff drink there? She Baby used to cakes. work at. Remember the TCBY in Windsor Square? Yes. When that first opened, she worked there and like she didn't work there long because pretty much all of her friends got free. Because Bob came along and swooped her off her feet. That's true, but yeah, but no, I mean it's nothing Bob. for a storm like this. It'll snow like six feet. <clears throat> like you open the door and it's just snow. At Bob and Trish's. In Buffalo, for sure. You're a funny dude, Russ. I say that a lot. He's a real funny guy. Funny looking. I mean, I say that. Funny smelling. No! Funny acting. Funny thinking. Are you fresh? I think so. Not as fresh as me. You want to have a fresh off? Uh, Tucker, you can judge. (laughs) Hmm. No, I recuse no, myself. Yes. I don't know if I want to do yeah. that. You are going come to come over here, both sniff of both of our armpits, and tell us who's fresher. Not nope, bear doing the self check. Well, I mean, I've got a sweatshirt on, uh-huh. so it's kind of hard to. I'm gonna have to peel down to the t-shirt. You ready, Tucker? <laughs> Hold it, on. Is this for real? Are we really doing this? Would we kid about a fresh off? 
Come on, buddy. Get in here. Yeah. Get a whiff of this. Come on, Junior. <laughs> you want to run with the big dogs, huh? He's contemplating whether or not he really wants that career in broadcast media. Yes, <laughs> because my career is going to be made or broken by... Which one of us is stinky? Yes. Or stinkier? I don't know, Russ, you're the one who won't wash your jeans for like six months at a time. I've got good personal hygiene. <clears throat> when you're this fresh, you don't have to wash them. Mm. Thanks, Tucker. So anyhow, it, when it snows up there, yeah, it really snows. Bob and Trish have to bundle have up. Have you ever been in a lake effect snowstorm? Can't say that I have. <laughs> it is an incredible volume of snow that can fall in a short amount of time. Like you stand there and watch it, and it'll just poof. I survived the blizzard of 93. As did I. It's like that on steroids. What, are you one of these snow guys? Like, oh, yeah. I was I was out driving you guys around call this in the snow. As soon as you get a couple of flakes, them southerners forget how to drive. The devil's dandruff. What was the ninety? What was that? Like eighteen inches? No, uh, no, it was more than that. Was it really? Yeah, because some of the drifts I remember because we were out driving in it like idiots. Uh, it was drifting up to like three feet hmm. in places. Wild man. Wild, wild day. Who did we get our? It's going to happen next week. I'm going to miss it. The blizzard does overshadow a very painful night of Tennessee basketball. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. What was the beatdown, Russ? I think it's the biggest one in series history, right? I've forgotten. It was. We had forty. It was like one oh nine to forty. Was it sixty nine points? Nice. Kentucky beat Tennessee by sixty. Was that in the SEC tournament? Yes. In Rupp. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Allen Houston's last game. Got blistered. Was that really? Yeah. That's that's the final. Yeah. Oh. And we brought Wade Houston back, even though we had we were done with his son. We saw him lose by sixty nine to Kentucky with his son. We're like, yeah, sign me up for some more of that. Run it back. Five and twenty two the next year. <laughs> we went five and twenty two. That's why, like, some of us old heads. Have a little bit of a problem with the when people start talking crazy about Rick Barnes and it's like yep. I don't know yeah I and I was a fan I I listened to every game they weren't on TV back then mm-hmm. I listened to the great John Ward call every game I remember the team Ed Gray Cortez Barnes Lamarcus Golden wow. like I mean I I remember the team back then all the games we went five and twenty two I watched that crap I listened to that crap. Think about it for a second, because I know sometimes you listen. It's a Friday. There's a lot of words they go through you. I'm going to say that again. Five and twenty-two. Mm-hmm. That was a season. That was a record. We won five games. Five and twenty-two. That was back when I had season tickets and didn't enjoy them. So didn't pardon the me. Games. Pardon me if a Sweet Sixteen loss. I'm not begging to fire the coach. We've been ranked in the top ten for like three years now. Live in the NCAA tournament. Got players getting drafted and playing in the NBA. 101 to 40 was the final. Uh, they call it the Roger Maris game. Roger Maris game. 61. <laughs> that was just such a horrible night. My psychotic roommate burnt, you get a kick out of this, Chris, rainbow trout in a skillet. <laughs> so we got snowed in in our entire apartment with this massive apartment. Get that from Cross Eye Cricket? 
I don't know where he got it from, but and you still never caught a fish. It, no, <laughs> uh-uh. never caught a fish. Did He's, you go to Crossside Cricket? Yeah, all I caught at and Crossside cr- <laughs> Cricket was a case of uh, bacterial meningitis. I got a hook caught in my hand. <laughs> I think that's how you, I got you it. You caught your finger. You couldn't catch a fish in a place that was literally designed. Uh, no, the only thing I almost caught kids was a, to catch fish was was a death sentence from that place. No, I mean I paid. Like uh, on my honeymoon, we we were down in the Keys. Paid a lot of money with Bob and Trish. No, Bob and Trish weren't there. They were in Buffalo. Quit worry. Quit obsessing about Bob and Trish. I'll tell you more stories about him if you want to hear him. Oh, I Anyhow, do. Um, like we paid a lot of money to go out on one of those. Have you ever done that, Chris? You're the fisherman. Yes, many times. Like deep sea fishing thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you been in the Keys? Yeah. It's like Russ. You can look over the side of the boat and look down. And all you can see, it's like looking into like a massively overstocked aquarium. And everybody else is dropping their line in and just pulling fish up. Oh, my wife, I, I mean, my, my, my girl, she caught a... Uh, like you can a, say wife on your honeymoon. Uh, wife kind of a honeymoon. dead giveaway. Yeah, she caught like a, it's a trigger fish. And, mm-hmm. I, and then she hooked a barracuda, but they wouldn't bring it on board. And I, I didn't catch anything. Besides a hella tan, I look good. Hella I went uh, deep sea fish. I've been deep sea fishing twice. Hated it both times for the birds. But uh, the second time we were down in right ar- where in uh, New Orleans, right mm-hmm. around where the Horizon Water oil spill was. Yeah, like a year after that, and apparently the fishing was great down there after that, and uh, it was. A brother's bachelor party, and um, uh, we had stayed up all night. Smash! Did you get seasick? Got seasick oh, and sunburned. Seasick. And sunburned. <laughs> was it sunburn the, uh, was much worse than were that. Were you actually seasick or were you hungover? Smash! You're baked and smashed at the same time, then. Yes. Oh, I was hot. Really? Baked, Triple baked. whammy. Different kind of baked. I ate those uh, those orange like what are they, what's that stuff called? Dramamine. Dramamine, yeah. Uh, where, yeah, it was like orange. I just chewed a bunch of those up, and was fine. I say you put that behind your ear now. It's like a cream. Yeah, or there's something. like a cream behind your or ear. You put a little put like on their nose. You know, those little tiny little circle band aids you get when you're a kid. Yeah, they've got them. They're like that, and you just stick them on behind your ear. I've done those too. You get motion sickness, real? I figured that'd be something you'd get. I didn't used to. But um, like just the past couple of years, I, I figured the the point of I was at the Tennessee Valley Fair a couple of years ago. Can I ask you something? Is it about Bob and Trish? No, but I'll let you ask me a question about Bob and Trish. Uh, did you go see an allergist when you were growing up when you were a kid? You one of those kids? No, but I did go. I did the allergy shots a couple of years ago. That qualifies you. And. That, that tracks. I'm not uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was always a roller coaster guy and everything. Never got seasick. Never got anything. And then just a couple of years ago, I was at the Tennessee Valley Fair. Got on the tilt a whirl, thinking, huh, "This will be fun." And immediately, it was not fun. And I was like, well, "Ever since then, it's just I, I got to make a decision. Like, do I really want to do this, or is this going to be the day I, I'm the guy who throws up?" The gravitron on the got ride. me. Stay with us. The drive continues. Will Kalen DeBoer have us puking next year 
or will this be a glorious era of Tennessee football? We discuss Alabama's got a new head football coach. Stay tuned. The Drive continues right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Ah, this... Dialed in, man. Could we? Could all four of us fit up. on your boat, Houston? Yeah. Drive fishing trip. What yeah. Could go wrong. The fan run boat. Fan run radio. The drive continues. 865-546-8200. You want to hop on? Lines available right now. 546-8200 as Alabama hires Kalen DeBoer. The move came quick, man. Uh, I mean, less than 48 hours after Nick Saban announces his retirement, Greg Byrne has his man. We came on the air with that news starting to to percolate and became official during our first segment on the air today. So it's been a, an exciting week. You're on the drive with lots of breaking news coming down during the show. It's been a wild week. It's been a great, uh, you know, for Houston, I'm glad. Two weeks in, what are your thoughts, Houston. I kid you not when I say in two weeks we've already broken ten times as much news as I ever got to break on the morning show. Here we go. And I'm very thankful to be in a position where breaking news occurs. You're welcome. It ain't always like this. No. I mean, we're going to debate it. Yeah, but it was never soon. like this. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Very little stuff happens overnight unless it's like mm – -hmm. Every once in a blue moon, it'll be something crazy, and it's usually tragic. Like usually, that. it's the you know five o'clock news dump where you get a bunch of stuff, but rarely overnight anymore because everyone wants something to be in the news cycle. Zay Lance heard Tennessee hoping to get good news there. It sounds very promising. The five star. What, you know? day, what day is this of Zay Lance watch? <laughs> no, we're at least a week. Zay Lance heard, and the the news is always good, but I'm still waiting uh, on the actual news. The speculation is good for Tennessee. Now, I guess the is can you can we convince Waffle House to move to right? He has not been putting out the cryptic video tweets. I went lately. and watched some of that, and it, it's. I think that everybody. I think it's bordering on bizarro that people try to decipher what that kid's. Everybody's just assuming that he's tweeting about Zaylance and what it means for him. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, he hadn't really been tweeting much at all for a while, and then the news happens and he starts tweeting. It's it's a logical connection, but it is a lot of guessing as to what they actually mean. A lot of speculation, Houston. That's all I'm saying. Tennessee is shooting its shot with Ryan Williams, a five-star wide receiver. He's one of the top ten players in high school football last year. Signed with Alabama, has decommitted. I guess you can do that. And uh, Tennessee will shoot their shot there. Is there such a thing for a school that really only plays three receivers? You know, maybe maybe you have uh, a fourth guy that rotates in a little bit. Is there such a thing for as a school like that for as um, too many wide receivers? Yeah, what I'm starting to think about here too is just nil money because you know you got a few fans out there that want Isaiah Bond too, but you've already gotten a transfer there and you've got some good young talent in the receiving core already so i'm not sure how much you can add to it in this day and age a kid like that they'll find the money if he really wants to that wide receiver wants to come here they'll find the money 
And then the Alabama ties just keep coming. Uh, here's a name to keep in mind. Miles Kittleman mm. is a tight end transfer from Alabama. Doesn't seem like a quote-unquote impact guy, but perhaps a nice depth piece for a school that's going to be presumably starting Holden Stays, a transfer from Notre Dame, and we'll, we'll see how that works out. you got Ethan Davis, who redshirted this past season, and then a true freshman that they signed from the California area, and you've got the um, African transfer um, who's only been playing football. Oh, for, Okoye? Okoye, yeah. 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 Is like played two foot games of tackle football in yeah. his life, so you, you might want another guy in that room. And this seems like probably is about as good as you could hope for at this point in the game. So you said his name is Kittleman, maybe Kittlesman, Miles Kittlesman. Well, he has the name Kittle in his uh, last name. Maybe he's meant to be a good tight end. Yeah. And. A lot of positive smoke surrounding George McIntyre, the five-star quarterback from Brentwood in the mid-state. Seems like he could be committing to Tennessee sometime in the next week or so, which is going to be huge news and kind of jumpstart your 2025 class. And presumably he's going to be recruiting a lot of offensive linemen and receivers, running backs, guys that might want to play with him. Yeah, uh one of the leaders in the network area gave us their crystal ball for him right as soon as Saban left. Because I think it was down to Tennessee and Alabama and everyone's thinking now, well, okay. But DeBoer, quarterback guy, I mean, seems like we're in good shape with McIntyre, but it, you know, sometimes a new broom sweeps best. Really? Like, never heard that before. What, you never heard? A new broom sweeps best. It's good, though. You like that? Mind if I use it? Sure, absolutely. Feel free. Oh, I think they're getting McIntyre. I think that's no. Be I think a- we are too. I just anytime there's a coaching change, even I mean, well, I guess especially because it's Alabama, you worry about maybe DeBoer trying to sweep in and restart the recruitment a little bit fresh on a player like McIntyre. But I feel like that one's been trending Tennessee's way for a while, and maybe he's just ready to make his decision, like you said, start getting well, the pieces around him. This, I mean, this is about the time that it happens now. Yeah, especially for quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. And- you know, if, if you know where you want to go, you go ahead and jump in. And so that, you know, whether you're an extroverted guy that's going to go and help recruit or not, you know, you, you, your name is already at the top of that list. So other players mm-hmm. and the coaches can go and use that and say, hey, we've got this guy coming in. Why don't you come be a part of his class, uh, this class that he's in? So that'll be three years in a row that Tennessee signed a, a top 100 type QB, Nico Merklinger and now George McIntyre and Josh Heupel for remember how skittish people were when they couldn't get Ty Simpson Mm. the first month on campus oh I don't know man he had this one teed up and he couldn't close the deal three top 100 quarterbacks later I guess safe to put that narrative to bed if he gets McIntyre I saw this it'll be the it'll be two of the top three Highest-ranked quarterback signed at Tennessee since the recruiting era. I don't know if that was like early 2000s probably when all the sites started popping up. Mm-hmm. But basically two of your three best quarterbacks of, I won't say all-time, because obviously Peyton was kind of right before the recruiting era really took off. But two of your best ever, and he's been here three years. 
I kind of wonder how much longer uh, Ty Simpson's going to spend down there at Bama, just because I don't know if he's got a clear way to the top if they'll recruit over him because they got that um, that Saiyan kid, Julian Saiyan, mm-hmm. that they have coming in. So I don't really know if there'll be a place for him here soon just at saying. Bama. Yeah, just saying. Well, he didn't exactly. I'm glad he passed on us. There, yeah, I, I was going to say he didn't exactly cover himself in glory in the spring game or when he got some opportunities against uh, was it USF? I think we he didn't look probably wouldn't have gotten Nico. Possibly. Because, and because he would have sat the bench yeah. all last year and we would have been putting all our eggs in his basket. And Good Lord. <laughs> unanswered prayers, man. Yep. Thank God. He did not look good when he was playing down there. <laughs> he looked bad. Didn't his dad did, – did we put the thump on his dad's team too? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one where my – UT Martin, my guy, right? Uh, yeah. Threw, yeah. Hype, hype did the uh, tight end – Toss with fan. That's right. Yeah, we were up like thirty to nothing. Yeah, fan to Hyatt <laughs> like late in the game. Let's I remember go. that specifically. It wasn't late in the game. It was like no, at the end of a, the second first half. It was like fifty-two to seven at halftime. Okay, that's what that. I meant. I guess. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. game it's was completely unnecessary. Well out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, see, the thing I remember about Simpson is like, yeah, UT Martin's always been my dream school. That's because his dad coaches there. I don't know, Tucker. A lot of kids grow up in this great state. Wanted to play for the Skyhawks. Yeah, the big orange and the blue. other big orange. <laughs> the Auburn wannabes in the state of Tennessee. Right, right. <laughs> Tennessee canceled the scheduled visit with, from Percy Lewis, the six eight three hundred fifty pounder. Committed somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Wait, we canceled it or he canceled it? It. I, I'm not sure how you would term it, but the <laughs> reading, listening between the lines, it certainly felt like we got heard. Don't need you. Gotcha. Okay. Or just waiting on that or, edit. Or maybe they told. By the way, we got heard. You can come here and play left guard or right tackle, but we're getting Zay Lance heard to play left tackle. As soon as his graphic is ready. <laughs> that may be the stupidest thing I've ever. It's heard. real though, man. It is real. <laughs> they just. You got to have the edit, the graphic. You can't just say, "Hey, I'm really and it's excited." It's like a 20 year old kid at on three who makes yeah. all these. Yeah, they He's can't get set. the they can't get the kid, an assistant, like a 12 year old to help him out. Maybe this is the ticket, right? Like, hey, I need a raise, and I need an assistant. I need a minion. It's it's some kid fresh out of college making 40 grand a year who's like holding up the entire pipeline <laughs> of, of this multi million dollar. <laughs> thing that we freak out over yeah well i'm sure that i guess the schools can't do it for them because i'm sure tennessee's graphic department would be more than happy to create a graphic and I, kick it to them real quick i think they did i think they that's did. what who was that for it, we did it for yeah it was um was it jermod mccoy mccoy was the one that waited for the kid to make the graphic yeah but but, no, but he didn't had, do it and so yeah. finally like uh, they I, the story I heard was somebody from Tennessee's side did it for him. Maybe that's that makes wrong sense. or not well, supposed maybe, to be out there. I don't know. Maybe he what, signed what is, what and then they the, could do it but didn't announce. What all do these graphics entail? The ones UT puts out look pretty cool. I mean, no, but that's you got to get the filters and the some guys want the cartoon graphic and the committed airbrushed over them. And I mean, it's 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 kids, man. It's, the things kids value are so dumb. Did did you see you dumb kids? Did you see the hard knocks with the Dolphins where Mike McDaniel, the uh, officials, asking him about his shoes? He's got like some cool basketball high tops on, yeah. and it's got like a little tag on it, 
And the 70 year old official's like, why do you still have the tag on your shoes? And he's like, oh, it's street cred. If I don't, if I take this off, it's not as cool. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's what he said. It's just bizarre. I was like hats, you know, uh, hats now. People leave the stickers, stickers on, on the hat, yeah. on the bill. Uh, yeah, flat bills, flat bill wearing people. Kids are dumb, man. They, they value dumb stuff. Did you see the one where he walked up to Tua? It was like during the game, he was like telling him how his mechanic, when I first saw you, yada, 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 your mechanics are kind of trash. Yeah, it's crazy how they uh, he's breaking down Tua, like how wide his stance is, like his feet, like he's almost – you know, Drew Brees was did the same thing, mm-hmm. but he's saying, "Look, like core strength is just as important as arm strength, and it's like your delivery is quicker." It was, it was pretty interesting the way <laughs> to hear McDaniel talk about the he's way a, he coaches that. He's stuff. kind of a a dweeb, but he's a smart guy. Yeah, but I mean, he's got a like him and the Tua relationship. It's been a, something kind of cool to watch. That's actually been almost as much fun as. Uh, or just as good as the preseason one. It's been fun, but I don't think they're going to have fun tomorrow. <laughs> That's going to be miserable. Those dudes used to being on South Beach, so warm and everything. Just I mean, the amount of layers they're going to be wearing. Like, there's legit some of those guys, including two, have probably have never played in anything. I mean, none of them have ever played in anything remotely like this. So what is the below. temperature at kickoff? That's uh, the windshield 30 below. It's yeah, right. high as 10 degree or something. Negative two, I think, is what they're calling for. So Is the temperature a kickoff? Yes. Minus that's two degrees. Negative two. That's according to ESPN. And it, it's not going to be snowing there. It's just going to be really cold. But in Buffalo, they're having a snowstorm that Lake you're effect. literally not supposed to be traveling in. Didn't yeah. they have one of those last What's, year and they canceled a game for Yeah, they it? moved it to Detroit. But right? it was regular season. Right, yes. Yeah. So this is the playoffs. No, because just... there was rumors this morning that the NFL might be tinkering with that idea of do we move this game because it's literally unsafe yeah. for fans to be there. And apparently they asked Buffalo if that was even on the table and Buffalo said absolutely not. No. We're playing this game in our stadium. It's not like and, and, different. Yeah, exactly. They aren't saying that you shouldn't drive. They're saying it is going to be impossible to So how are house. people going to get there? I don't think there's going to be a ton of people there. I don't either. If you had tickets, would you go? I don't know. I mean, you're do I think you wouldn't like here's to you like back in your like, You're going to drive through a whiteout blizzard? Risk your life? <laughs> like, is it snowing there right now? Like, when the does Bills the are playing in the playoffs, man. Are you a fan or are you not? Against the Steelers. The team needs me. I we mean, need a home field environment. We're the Bills Mafia. All I can tell you is this. What would Bob and Trish do? Bob and Trish would be there. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they're stuck in your house. That's just how it is. You're stuck there. You ain't got two feet. You ain't got snowshoes. You're going to dig your way out of your house. Your car could be buried under snow. You want to go to a Super Bowl got, or not, they Bear? Got, they got snowmobiles up there. They can yeah. taxi them back and forth. They call them snow machines. Sorry. Fascinating subplots. The weather this weekend in the NFL playoffs. This is a pretty extreme weekend of weather in the NFL. Okay, now would you go sit outside in that Kansas City in that in that kind of cold? I 
I think I'm That'd less likely to do that than I. I think a snow yeah. game would be really fun. I I would love to go to Lambeau for a snow game. Like that would, would be so much fun. God, do you guys remember the year that uh, it was the Giants and the Packers, and it was I think it was one of Eli's years. I think they ended up beating the Packers and went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I do yeah. remember that. I just remember Coughlin's face was like <laughs> so red. It well, was like pale white, and then he had these patches on his cheeks that were. He had frostbite. Oh yeah, I was say. you know how much I I hate the cold, but I like I would like to experience that. Just to I, I'd I'd be I'd be bundled up, man. I'd look like that kid in a Christmas story. Yeah. You would be able to get my arms down, but how much how much fun it would the uh, with the tailgate scene at a at a snow game at Lambeau? Be cool. Probably be a, a bit there done that experience Chandra's. for me. I went to that playoff the Titans playoff game against the Bengals um, a couple of years ago. That was cold. That was oh yeah. I want to say that was below thirty. Yeah, and now they're going to be out there at minus thirty-one. Yeah, been to a couple cold Music City bowls. I mean, could you imagine the sausage alone? Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I love sausage. Uh, and wait, what I'm are the a what are the wind sausage guy? <clears throat> yeah, what are the wind gusts in Buffalo? Sixty. Was that what? Yeah, I love sausage for one. I'm a big sausage guy. Nothing like a big kielbasa. Just right. Mm, mm, mm. Great. Mm, mm, mm. I love sausage. I love sausage guy. In stereo. I love sausage guy. Stay with us. The drive continues. <laughs> Final segment coming up. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. Back to wrap things up right after this. Mm. The, the drive. drive. Roger, you- All right, final segment of the week here. Time to empty the topic butt bucket. Got a couple of leftovers here for you, Bear. Lost Cities of the Amazon revealed this week. Mm. Human remains headed to the moon. No. Too macabre for you? Well, no. you got to choose one. I mean, that's, what that, that's all oh, that's left the in other? the topic bucket. Let's talk about the ancient cities. Do you think we're the first? Uh, you know that there's a guy who thinks that there have been six highly intelligent civilizations on the planet. Like other than human? No, it may may have been human, more than likely human, but the history Didn't like lost. reset kind of? Yeah, cataclysmic yeah. events. So Archaeologists have discovered a constellation of ancient Amazonian structures in what is now modern-day Ecuador according to new research published yesterday. Flourishing for roughly a 1,000 years, about two millennia ago, the settlements are believed to have been populated by 30,000 residents at their peak, roughly equal to London under the Roman Empire at the same time. Complex was discovered using LIDAR. What hell is LIDAR? Light detection and ranging. They shoot the images like light into the ground, into the ground yeah. basically oh. x-ray the ground that, that's pretty wild when you have you ever gone down that rabbit hole looking at uh two things pyramids all the same across the planet developed independently 
when all these you know supposedly all these groups weren't intermingling yeah and the other thing is dragons well, that's a good rabbit hole. You think to go. dragons are real? I don't know if they're real, like Game of Thrones real, but you know the obvious point is: why does every culture this the this thing that's supposed to be this mythical creature look identical in all like paintings from? So you're their saying time? like the Aztecs had dragon uh, paintings at the and the and the Roman Empire did? As- yeah, and like the China, you know, over in Asia they did, mm-hmm. Russia, all over the world. And all these things look identical and how they're, you know, in all the ancient art. Aliens, bro. Well, I mean, funny that you should mention that, Houston, but they're... Uh, I wasn't kidding. I've watched... Let's go. Anukians. What? I think they're called Anukians. They were a space-faring what, what are, uh, race oh. of super, like, super beings. Yeah. I feel like I've seen something about extraterrestrials in Brazil lately. Now, I'll tell you what, they've got a map of all uh, UFO sightings around the world and all but maybe just a smattering, just a small handful are all over the United States. Now, there there was a good alien story. I think they did a movie about it where they like, there was an alien that they took to a hospital in Brazil. Oh, I saw that. That was fake as there, hell. There was something in Mexico too recently. I forget what. That that was fake. Aliens. But you're you're trying to sell me the Anukians package? Eh, I mean, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just I stumbled across it, pointing it out. Yeah. Like all those things. Like you gotta admit that it's kind of weird. Like all those buildings and those ancient things, and they all line up precisely with like astronomical. You know. I just think it's weird. Alli- it's weird to aligning. it's weird to think about because, like you know, you you think of biblical times, right? And the, and the pharaohs and the Egyptians and the uh, the the Hebrews across the day, like all, Let my people. Go. Yeah, when Charlton Heston was leading the Jews out of Egypt, like they were building pyramids and stuff in Mexico, like at the same time. It, so well, here's a weird one for you. There were sharks long before there were trees. <laughs> Did you know that? There were sharks before there were rings around Saturn, my friend. <laughs> sharks before trees. Yeah. They're one of the <laughs> oldest living creatures on our planet. They're older those than dark, the rings around Saturn. Eyes. You look at those sharks' eyes, man, you just see Lifeless the beginning eyes. of the universe. Like a doll's eyes. Then the only other uh, kind of weird X-Files uh, rabbit hole I've been down, they had a, a full-grown great white shark. This thing was like 32 feet, full-grown, tagged. And all of a sudden, uh, it rapidly started descending to the bottom of the uh, further than this thing could physically swim to. And then it started, the tag spiked on the temperature, and a 32-foot great white was inside a larger animal. They could kill it. <laughs> so there's a sea monster at the depths yeah. of the ocean. There's something out there big enough to eat it. You can look it up. Well, how, how do you know? I mean, the temperature Hold spiked. On. How do you know it's in because the they, belly of something? Because that was the only thing they could figure. Because the temperature, when you the deeper you go in the ocean, it gets like 
beyond cold. Down there where the light never hits. But isn't that there's like lava and stuff in the Earth's That's true. core? Yeah. Down yeah. There. there are pockets. But apparently on this tag, it had sensors. They, they, they talk about it. You can look it, look it up, man, for real. Well, uh, this museum website is backing up what you're saying. Uh, they The sharks did appear in the fossil record before trees even existed. Yeah. I, you don't have to fact check me, Marcus. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I I knew that. I so the that. shark being swallowed by a sea monster is fair game, but we can't talk about sending human remains to the moon. I thought that was a little. Can I give weird. you the heebie-jeebies. A little bit. Both a little macabre. Oh, oh. The uh, Peregrine spacecraft has. Um, left they've got a fuel leak on there they're trying to it's supposed to be the first u.s aircraft or spacecraft whatever to attempt a soft landing on the moon in 50 years and not sure it's going to happen but uh, they're taking human remains to deposit on the moon there were some indian tribes that were really upset about this because they've you know the moon is sacred or whatever and they felt yes it would be desecrating it i agree with the indians it would yeah (laughs) Part of the reason I don't like having my picture taken. There's some truth in that. <laughs> what, it steals your soul? Yeah. Arthur C. Clarke, Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, and uh, his wife, Mahel Barrett, apparently. I, I don't know if it's just like a finger or like a tube of DNA or something, but uh, this thing was going to go and leave that on the moon. What and people are like, mad about that? What if they put like some of your remains up Indians there were, and then yeah. like the next thing you know, it's a million years in the future and somebody's resurrected you. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the point, right? Like, hey, put it up there just in case. See what happens. That would be weird. What if they'd still have college football? <laughs> Alabama would probably still be good. I mean, what if they figure out a way to do that with all of us? We die of natural causes, whatever happens, hit by a truck. Download our consciousness. Well, it, yeah, it well, just yeah like, that's already a thing. Just like a thousand years from now, all of a sudden, zap, we just turn back on. And yeah, that's what you'd be thinking. It's like, did Tennessee win the national championship? What are you talking about? Like, we haven't done sports for 500 years. That'd be horrible. We're all just like brain chips now. The Matrix. Yeah. Like brains and... (laughs) We're all just dialed in. Containers. The Matrix. You wake up on a spaceship just millions of light years away. Like Buck Rogers. Can we go back to Earth? Oh, uh, it'd be that. It'd be like that. Earth, uh, buddy. Earth is. <laughs> <laughs> that to, was that was six human planets ago, you. man. <laughs> there was a big war. We tried out Mars for a while, but it just didn't take. <laughs> what? How long's a while? Oh, we were there for like four thousand years, but that was a millennia ago. So trust me, it's it's much better here on P four seven. For some reason, I think the name would be longer than P47. Have you seen some of these planet names now? It's like two lines of just digits and letters. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That telescope that Miller used to go crazy about if we even broach a subject of the James Webb telescope. Have you seen some of the pictures it's been? Yeah, I got to say, I, and I, we've talked about this before on the show. I'm not the, all that impressed. You're like, oh my God, I see God. Like it's, a, it's a bunch of colors on a picture. I my my nine year old has this thing that projects 
stars and stuff onto the yeah, ceiling yeah, yeah. that's 10 times cooler than any picture I've seen from the James Webb telescope. I'm, I'm disappointed in you. Well, you would be. You're just, everybody. I, I feel like it's one of those things. Everybody just nobody knows what they're looking. Oh, look! Every little dot is a galaxy. Every dot is five billion stars. And, and like we all just have to pretend this is cool. Oh, oh yeah, that, that smart guy says that it's cool. So I, I'm going to say it's cool because I don't want to be unlike the smart guy. I want to be. I don't want to be dumb. Those pictures look terrible. You're telling me that that high look stupid. Photo, the pillars of creation look look you're terrible. You're not. It, you don't think it's cool. Yes, Nobody I thinks do. it. No, the you horse don't. head nebula. Oh, Beetlejuice. You're just making words now. You're just making noises. No, None I'm of not. that means anything to you or to me. You don't know what Beetlejuice is. Yeah, it's a great movie with Michael Keaton and I'm Gina Davis. With Beetlejuice. Uh, My known Beetlejuice Rider. is a star that could go uh, most likely go supernova. Yeah, and that's an R. Uh, kind of our overall neighborhood. Could that thing affect us? Will you look that? And would we know? Like, that's the part that trips me out, Russ. It's kind of trippy. Shout out, Trey Wallace. Um, the fact that it takes so long for the light to get. Like, that thing could have gone supernova like a thousand years ago. We've touched that in Yellowstone in the span of two days. We've gotten in the very dark. Will you, guys, will you guys go down the Anuki rabbit hole? See what you think about it. I'm telling you, this projector he's got, you turn out the lights and it's got like all these different colors. <laughs> Is and it really spinning cool? And it's pretty trippy. I'm in. One, if, I had that, back in your- if I had that in the dorm room circa 1998, put on a little Floyd, <laughs> get, a, get a little doobage going around. I'm not a grass expert. Yeah, man. Break out the beanbags, dude. So trippy. Put on some Marley. <laughs> Got more ice cream. <laughs> All right, folks. Have a great weekend. Uh, Houston, enjoy your trip, my friend. Thank you. Come I'll back safe. For Bear, Houston, Tucker, I'm Russell Smith. Overtime, headed your way next. We'll do it again Monday right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Making a bit of